Today's scripture reading is from Genesis chapter 21, verses 14 through 20. Hear these words of scripture. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down about a bowshot away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Marla. Watching my husband, Russ, grow as a father to our two children is one of the greatest joys of my life. In many ways, Russ himself is like a child, and he really does a great job with playing with the kids and, and having fun playing with them. And he's passed on his fantastical imagination to them. And so, for example, the hammock is not just a hammock for them. It's a pirate ship. And our dog, Hans, is a sea monster that is trying to come and get the treasure from the pirate ship. And Russ is great at encouraging our kids and helping them to be brave. Our daughter, Corey, has taken to climbing trees. She loves to climb up and up and up a little farther each and every time to see how far in the distance she can see. But when it's time then to come down from the tree, she gets nervous and she freezes. And, and somehow she wants us to climb up and be in the tree with her to help her down. But of course we can't do that or I just, I don't climb trees, I never have, and I'm not starting now. But Russ is really good at calmly coaching her through the process of seeing a path back down the tree and then climbing down branch by branch. When Corey is sitting up in the tree, perched there, there's that moment where she realizes she's beyond our reach. She feels alone, like she's outside the comfort zone of her parents' protection. And I'm sure we can each remember a time as a child when we felt that same feeling outside the protection of our parents' arms for the first time. And now, as we're grown, I'm sure we still have those moments in our lives when we feel alone, when we're not sure of the path ahead or, or even how to go about figuring out the path ahead. And we cry out, hoping that God is within earshot and that God can hear us and respond. 
In today's scripture, we encounter a woman named Hagar, who is in a similar situation. She's been cast out into the wilderness with her son Ishmael. She's run out of food, run out of water, and she knows their their days are numbered. In desperation, she puts her son underneath a bush out of the harsh sun and leaves him there. And sobbing, she thinks to herself, I can't watch my son die. It's this difficult and emotional scene, but this scene is the middle of the story. So let's go back to the beginning to see how Hagar got here. In Genesis 16, that's when we first meet Hagar as a young woman. She's Sarah's maidservant. And at the time, God has already spoken to Abraham and promised him that God would make him a great nation. God would bless him and Sarah with as many offspring as there were stars in the sky or dust on the earth. But God didn't fulfill that promise immediately. And so Abraham and Sarah, they doubted that it could happen at all because they were on in years. This is a story we, we touched upon last week. And so they took matters into their own hands, and Abraham had a child with Hagar and named him Ishmael. And then God does follow through. After Ishmael is born, he follow, God follows through on God's promise, and a second child is born to Abraham through Sarah. This miracle child they name Isaac, which means laughter. Because as you'll remember from last week, Sarah laughed when she heard she was going to have a child at her old age. And so when Isaac, this miracle child, was old enough to be weaned, Abraham throws this great big party to celebrate. Because not all children lived to be that old, lived that long. So it was this occasion to celebrate. But all is not well in that moment. In verse 9 of chapter 21, right before what Marla read for us this morning, it says, Sarah saw her, the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, playing. Ishmael is simply laughing. The son of Hagar is simply laughing, enjoying himself. He is Isaacing because that's what Isaac means. But that's not what Sarah sees. In that moment, Sarah sees a reminder of her own long-suffering as she waited for her child. And she sees a threat to her son's inheritance. And so she says to Abraham, cast out this slave woman with her son. For the son of this slave woman should not inherit like my son, Isaac. And you can hear the disdain in her words. Now, Abraham, to his credit, he doesn't want to do this because Ishmael is his son. But God tells Abraham to do what Sarah is asking him to do, reassuring him that Ishmael, too, he will be the father of his own nation. So Abraham puts food and a skin of water on Hagar's shoulders and sends Hagar and Ishmael away into the wilderness. Now, this isn't the first time that Hagar finds herself or wanders into the wilderness. 
When she was pregnant with Ishmael, she fled a conflict that she was having with Sarah, and she went into the wilderness. And there, that first time in the wilderness for Hagar, she speaks to God, and she even names God. She names God the one who sees, because God saw her, Hagar, as a whole person with hurt and with pain, and not just as like everyone else saw her, like a pregnant slave, but God saw her as a whole person. And now here Hagar is again in the wilderness with her son, and she's almost certainly on the verge of death as well as her son. And Ishmael, this young child, he's, he's crying from thirst and hunger and fear as his mother sits away from him, unwilling to watch her son die. And for the second time in her life, Hagar is visited by God. In verse 17, it says, God heard the boy crying. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What's the matter, Hagar? Don't be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make for him a great nation. So for the second time in Hagar's life, God hears her cries. Hears the cry of her son. In, in Hebrew, the first few syllables of verse 17 are the name Ishmael. God heard. That's what Ishmael means. And it's the only time in this whole story that we actually see Ishmael's name. Emphasizing that meaning that God hears and has compassion. When the angel of the Lord speaks to Hagar, the angel says what angels always seem to say in the Bible. Do not be afraid. It's like, okay, that makes me feel better. Thank you very much. But, he, but the angel is saying, God is saying, don't be afraid, even though things seem hopeless. Take the child in your arms, because I have heard his cries. I will save him. I will make of him a great nation. And then that's what God does. God opens Hagar's eyes to see this well of water in front of them. And so she goes and she fills up the skin with water, gives Ishmael a drink, and then the story, it ends by saying God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. God is not just with them in that moment in the wilderness, but God is with them as the boy grew up, his whole life. When Cora climbs up the tree and she's sitting in the branches, she knows that she's beyond our reach. She feels alone and uncertain and not sure what to do, and so she cries out for us. And Russ is so good at reminding her that he's there. He might be out of reach. It might seem like he's unable to help, but he's there and he can help. Because he can't be up in the branches with her, but he sees her. And he can help her a way down. Encouraging her step by step, branch by branch, until she makes it down into his arms. 
times. So often it can feel the same way for us with God, that we're beyond God's reach, that we're in the wilderness and God can't reach us there, that God can't see us there or hear us there, especially when it seems like the world doesn't see us, that all they see is one quality or a label that they place upon us, but they don't see our whole being. And yet in this story, and in the story of Hagar, we see that God is a God who sees. God is a God who hears us, hears the cry of the abandoned, hears the cry of the outcasts, and God is a God who saves. Ishmael is not the son who will bear this this great nation. Ishmael is the outcast son of Abraham. And yet, God is with this boy. God is with his mother. An Egyptian slave woman cast out by the father of her child, God is with them and God is with us. Because these are the moments of our anything but ordinary life. When we feel alone and forgotten and hopeless, when we're out without direction or guidance. And yet it's in these moments, too, that God sees us and is with us. It's in this story of Hagar that we are reminded that God is a God who makes a way out of no way and whispers to us when we feel like we've been completely forgotten. And we are reminded that we are never alone. We are never left for dead. Whatever the circumstances in our lives might be. We have a God who is with us, who is beside us, and who is waiting for us to see, to see God as God sees us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's pray. Good and glorious God, we are grateful that you see us and you hear us. And we pray that we might see you as clearly, that we might see you standing in front of us, sitting next to us, holding our hands, whispering to us and hearing our cries. God, you are our Father, and we are grateful for that. Thank you, God. Amen. Now, as we head into a time of of corporate prayer, I invite you to please stand as you are able, as our worship band leads us in song, and those online, you're invited to use the comment section on Facebook to share any prayers. Let us stand and sing.
against the rush of grace descending from the source of its supply. Cause in the hands and the heartache, you're neither more or less inclined. I would search and stop at nothing. You're just not that
Amen. You may be seated. We have a few prayers that have come in. Tim and Leslie asked for prayers for Leslie's sister, Dawn, who is in the ICU um, and, and has had several um, surgeries this week. Tracy asked for prayers for the kids who are going to camp, that they have a wonderful week this week. Corey's going to camp uh, with Harper, and there's lots of emotions. We'll just, we'll just say that. Um, prayer, Jen says prayers of thanksgiving, thanksgiving, thanksgiving and open arms to Xavier, who is visiting this summer and has an internship in accounting at Deloitte. And so welcome, Xavier. Sorry to call you out. I won't look at you. Um, and then Janet says, I love hearing and seeing these two wonderful worshiping hearts and voices together. I think that's Michaela and Megan. Yay. And also, I do want to give a shout out to our new technical media director, Mike Murphy. He is up in the, uh, the balcony right now. Hello! Yay! He is, um, yeah, yeah, we can clap. We're allowed. We're allowed. Fingers crossed this rounds out our staff team, and he is going to be working with us and helping us to um, develop our online ministry and the ways that we can use media to reach out to the community and connect people with us. And so we're excited to have him on board. Um, and I'll, I'll share what I shared in the first service that um, we, we were having some issues with technology. It's just super fun. It doesn't matter who you are. And, um, and Tim Miller said, um, well, his name's Mike Murphy. It must be Murphy's Law. <laughs> so it, it's, I, I'm glad he's here, and I'm glad he's going to help us out. So that's that. Um, <laughs> with that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. Holy God, you are our Heavenly Father. And we give you thanks for all the people in our lives who have been our earthly fathers showing us your love, your compassion and care for all those who have filled the role of father in some way, for single dads and adopted dads, for stepfathers and men who have no children of their own but cherish the next generation just the same, for men who are not our fathers but still wonderful mentors and guides with fatherly love and advice. And God, at the same time, we recognize that like Mother's Day, while this is a day that is celebrated by many, it is not celebrated by all. And so we lift up in prayer those for whom this day is painful and flooded with hurtful memories. God, we pray for, for fathers who have lost a child to death, for those who have lost fathers and grandfathers to on to the church triumphant, while they also live on in our memories and our hearts. God, we know that you hear our prayers, both the ones that we have lifted in voice as well as the ones that lay heavy on our hearts. 
And we pray that your spirit of comfort might be felt, your wisdom might be revealed, and your perfect peace brought where only broken pieces lay. Like the generations before us, grant us grace to contend fearlessly against evil and to make no peace with oppression. God, we recognize that we have come a long way for liberation, and yet we know that we have such a long way to go. So help us to use our freedoms to bring justice among people and nations everywhere so that we might all be glorified in your holy name together as siblings of you, our almighty Father. We pray these things in the beautiful name of Jesus as we pray the prayer he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we leave here, our goal each week is to give you ways that you can take our mission of creating safe spaces to grow with God and one another into the world, living into it each and every day. And the first one we have is our racial justice prayer and action challenge. Today is Juneteenth which is a day that recognizes the end of slavery in the United States, and it marks the anniversary of June 19, 1869, when, when Union soldiers landed in Galveston, Texas, and announced that the Civil War was over and that slavery had ended. And so this racial justice challenge is an opportunity to pray through this and pray through how God is calling us to act together with God so that we might continue this act of, of liberation and freedom. And then also, we have opportunities for you to volunteer in the community or with the community at Home Days. We, home Days is next Sunday. Or not next Sunday, it's next Friday. I don't, I don't know when it starts. It starts next weekend, whenever next weekend begins. And we need lots of help. We need lots of help with our carnival game. We have a fishing um, game that we're going to have for the kids. And we need lots of help with the, um, the pie baking contest. And there's a sign up out in the, uh, that area back there, behind the sanctuary. Um, and it's a sign up to help with the carnival game. And then we also need, um, if you, we need more, more bakers, more contests. Um, if you know how to bake a pie, or if you've never baked a pie in your entire life and you want to try it and have other people test it, I'm fine with that. It'll be a great time. And you can turn it in, and, and it'll, it's just, it's supposed to just be a fun old time. Um, with a good old-fashioned pie baking contest, and we would love to have more contestants for that, as well as judges, and then we'll also have a diaper changing station, but we need lots of hands and volunteers for these opportunities to reach into the community. So please sign up um, on the board in the back. You can contact us, and you can email us. You can call us on the phone. I, you can send a carrier pigeon. I don't care. We just need people to sign up. 
do we understand the task at hand? I have one thumbs up. I am not confident in our understanding. I have another thumbs, okay, we're good, thank you. Also, finally, we will have a Good Word production party um, on Thursday at 10 o'clock, and this is, it's like, I don't know, a half an hour where we gather together and we fold some the newsletters and get them ready to be sent off, and it's just a fun time to gather as a community, a church community, and so I encourage you to participate in that as well. These are just a few of the opportunities that we can go and we can be God's hands and feet in the world and help the world to see how much God loves them and God loves and, and cares for the world. So I encourage you to check this out and check out um, uh, bumclinks.com for more information. Now let us receive the benediction as we go and do God's good work. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.
have a good week.